1: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. It's Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar.
2: Hey, this is Rob Taylor, a.k.a.
3: the Timon Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live!
2: Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. I am your host, as Joel calls me, no patience, Juwan, and I am joined by an amazing group of people that are super excited to talk about a bunch of topics today. Let's start off with our panelists. Dane, what's going on, Dan?
1: Hey, guys. How's it going out there? I got a new mic, and uh, it should be good. Whoa. Um i'm uh, very excited about myself and um I have a beautiful voice, so i'm gonna serenade you guys uh sing a song for you going to find my baby gonna hold it. Tight, gonna... <laughs> All right, I'm just <laughs>
2: I've never been more turned on, Dane. Thank you for that.
1: Um, also, yeah. You're lying. You're lying. You've looked at Ben Affleck pictures that are sexier than
3: that.
1: <laughs> ben Affleck shirtless is literally my background
2: for my tablet, my phone, and my Nintendo Switch. But anyway, besides the point. Uh, oh. <laughs> Nick, what's going on, Nick? How you feeling, man? I'm good. I
4: mean, I, way to start off the show. I, I wish we could get a little more afternoon delight, Dane. Come on. Shower us with it, man.
1: When yes. everything's a little clearer In the light of day Okay, I'm done I'm sorry That's a, I love All it Alright, now right. I'm content uh,
2: <laughs> Joel, uh we are ready for your very Unenthused uh, entrance But Joel, what's going on, Joel?
3: I'm tired of being last at this point Because I can never, like, match the fucking mic like, skills <laughs> like, like, What the fuck am I supposed to say, man? Hello? <laughs>
2: You're supposed to do a verbal cartwheel, Joel. That's what everyone else does, and you somehow miss
3: Jesus it. Jesus Christ! I don't want to do cartwheels. Just
2: want to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now the audience knows. Every week now, it is now religious. Joel will go last. So there you go. All right. Let's get into <laughs> our topic. Um, let's start off with some trailer talk. Uh, we had a we had a few trail. Well, we had two trailers and one teaser. Um, let's start with the biggest of the three, and actually, Joelle, since you are a Spider-Man fanatic, I'd like to say, because you're not a Batman fanatic, that's obvious. Um, I'm definitely I start a Batman fanatic. You. You're not a Batman hole. fanatic. I'm a um, fanatic. Let's start off with you. Give um, me your thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home?
3: Far From Home trailer, yes. Uh, the highly anticipated trailer where I swear to God, it seemed like every human being on the planet was talking about for like those 24 hours before the trailer actually dropped. Um, it was very nice. I thought it was a very good trailer. I saw a lot of things I wanted. Look, like we talked about it last week. I said I didn't need much. I really just wanted to see Bishop, head and stereo. And I got just that. I got a little bit of the elementals. We got some Nick Fury action with, uh, with Peter we got to see the new suits. We saw both new suits, um, and we got to see some interactions with some of his friends. And we know they're obviously in Europe. The little couple, a couple little Easter eggs, especially date Easter eggs for like when the amazing fantasy came out and all that extra stuff. Um, but I, I really did enjoy it. And they obviously, uh, the biggest thing watching it was like, well, how are they gonna tackle you know the whole end game thing? Well, guess what? They didn't, and they shouldn't have. So I commend them for doing what they did, showing us what they needed to show us. And get us excited without ever ever referencing and um Infinity War or, or of course Endgame, which is going to come out before uh part from home. But I, I, I really did enjoy it overall.
2: I'll ask you this, Joel, before I <clears throat> before I move on. Um, what was your one standout moment? Just one standout moment, like the moments where you saw and you were just like, Wow Um, of the trailer.
3: My wow moment was, I think, it was Mysterio seeing the fishbowl head, man. When when Jake Dillon showed up from the green smoke, and it's him tackling at the 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 Earth Monster Earth Elemental, whatever the fuck that ends up being, um, and him and his fishbowl head on the cloud. I'm like, that was badass. There was a couple cool shots, but I think that was my standout moment. with the fine the, the the tail end of that trailer.
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I it, it was crazy because it's like. We've been waiting for Jake Gyllenhaal to, to break into the, the superhero world, whether it was over in D.C. as the Joker, possibly, you know, rumored him as possibly being in the running for Batman. We just felt like Jake Gyllenhaal was one of those great talents that, you know, would bring so much to um, the superhero world. So to have him as Mysterio and then to just see him pop in from that green smoke was just like, man, what a freaking time we're in. Um, but Dan, I'll go to you. Actually, yeah, Dan, I'll go to you next. Um, what were your thoughts on the Spider-Man: Far From Home trailer? And <clears throat> as you start to to end uh, your um your breakdown, give me your one moment that kind of was just like wow for you from this trailer.
1: Well, well, first I just want to let you know that I think it was funny that you know you were after you said my name, it, it, it like you were gonna go to someone else, John. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, because it was
2: I, like I, I was. I was thinking I'm the captain now things in my head, and I was just like, no, no, no hold on. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> All right. So, um, I, I love this trailer. I, I, I love the humor in these movies. I love the John Hughes feel that they kind of have with them. Um, I like that, uh, happy Hogan is kind of like hitting on Aunt May. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I just love everything with Nick Fury. Um, like, like, uh, Joel said, the new suits, uh, the, the relationship that's, that's blossoming with MJ. Uh, how about Peter Piper here to pick up a passport? Just, just stupid, like little things like that, that they make that are just funny within it. And then the ending with flash Thompson saying like, you know, he sticks up with the neighborhood. He has a dope suit. And he's like, what up dick? What? Like, I just like everything within these, these movies. I love the, the feel, the tone. And, uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, and I mean, it's hard to say, you know, anything besides the Mysterio scene, uh, but I really also did like the introduction of Nick Fury within it. I thought that was uh, perfect uh, and pretty awesome, and um, I'm sure we're going to go into detail, possibly, about, like, what we think of the situation, but I'm really starting to think that the whole thing is Mysterio is controlling hard light through illusions and causing that destruction himself. Uh, maybe to rob something while there's a distraction. I feel like that's going to be within the storyline, but I could be wrong. But uh, pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, we can definitely get into that a little bit more. But, I I mean, it's crazy because it's like uh, the biggest thing I heard a lot of people, I don't want to say complaining, uh, you know, kind of talking about was like, oh, man, like, you know, If you see the check uh, that that Happy was holding, like, it was signed by Pepper, so, like, does that mean Stark's dead? And I'm like, do you guys forget the first Iron Man movie where it kind of seemed like Pepper did everything and Tony Stark just appeared to things? So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, he could still be alive and Pepper Pepper still just handles everyday business. I mean, Tony Stark has always just seemed like the guy that does not want to handle day-to-day, just wants to show up for the things that are, like, super important. And this didn't look like something that Tony Stark would show up for. So, I mean, that, that to me is not a red flag for, like, uh, Tony, Tony could be dead. Look at the check. It's, it's Pepper's name. So, I mean, that to me wasn't like, oh, man, like, that was telling. And also another one was when Happy was saying the line, um, you know, you're all alone. The thing about trailers, and especially with Marvel, none of it usually is connected to each other. Um, like, it could have been out of context. Like, he could have been saying that to scare Peter for something. He could have been saying that because Peter is in a situation to where he's fighting these monsters by himself and there are no Avengers to help him. Um, So, I mean, he could have been saying that for numerous reasons. So, a lot of these red flags that people are, like, throwing, like, oh, no, no, this means that and that means that. Let's just remember, Uh, it's a trailer, so the context matters. Context is key. Um, But, Nick, excuse me. Give me your thoughts on the trailer, and then give me your one moment that, that stuck out to you that you were just like, man, that was crazy.
4: Oh, yeah, I love the trailer. I mean, like Joel said, we we kind of talked about the things that we wanted from it last week, and we pretty much got all of them. So <laughs> yeah. either, uh, I mean, either Sony is, is like somebody at Sony is listening to our pod like to, to get a beat on things, um, or they just like were like, yes, this is what fans are going to want. Probably the latter, but, you know, I, I, I'm still uh, skeptical a little bit. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it was great. We got everything that we wanted. We got to see the elementals. We got to see Mysterio, which is definitely my fan-out moment. Um, I, I think it will be really cool to see, like, how uh, how the fishbowl head, like, is incorporated. Like, how – because, of course, when we first see him, he doesn't have it. And then when he's in that wider shot where he's fighting one of the elementals, he he definitely does. Um, So I think that'll be cool to see how, like, that forms. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like, just overall was super cool. Uh, Like Dane said, like, just the feel of the movie is great. Um, I, I, the, the little bit, like the funniest little bit to me definitely was, you know, oh, you got a new dress. Oh, yeah. How'd you notice? Uh, uh," Uh, and he's like, what just happened? Like, what, like, why are you flirting with my aunt? Like, this is not cool. Um, but, uh, also like, I think it's, you know, obviously something that we didn't really talk about last week. Um, it's, it's almost like, because so much has happened since homecoming, it's like, we kind of. Uh, not forgot about it but just it wasn't at the forefront of any, any of our minds but obviously at the very end of homecoming uh Aunt May discovers that he uh is Spider-Man and it seems cool that they're they're taking this as like a uh um like a, a way to change things up and to make it different from previous iterations of uh a silver screen spidey um where she is like totally cool with it um we we saw uh Saw them kind of do that in um, in the uh, universe that all of the Into the Spider-Verse characters are inhabiting with a kind of OG Aunt May, um, who obviously knew of of Peter's identity and everything. I think that's a cool direction, a cool way to, to uh, uh, again, evolve the, the version of Spider-Man that we're getting on screen and just to make it stand out and feel different than the previous iteration. Um, so I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah I mean overall like pretty much everything uh, is, is exactly what I wanted uh, in, in our first trailer um, and you know I, I look forward to seeing how the trailers evolve with you know the the for the next two movies that are gonna come out before um, before uh, far from home comes out because I think obviously we'll get more of those uh, more detail-oriented stuff uh, as that
2: uh, happens. Yeah, and uh, to to kind of piggyback off what you are saying about Aunt May, uh, knowing that he was Spider-Man, that's very Ultimate, uh, Ultimate uh, Spider-Man from the the Ultimate Comics, not the show, Joel, shut up, Um, the Ultimate Comics. Um, And what I like about that is, in the Ultimate Comics, some of his, uh, let me not say some, Norman knew Uh, will find out that Peter was um, Spider-Man, attacked him at school. So my question is, if Vulture ever gets out, will we see him attack Peter at home? Um, And let's say if MJ finds out at the end of this that he's Spider-Man, it now adds layers to where his villains now are looking at Ned, they're looking at Aunt May, they're looking at MJ. So it's now to where it's like Peter came into this, like, no, 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 don't tell Aunt May, like, I don't want Ned to, I don't want anyone to know. And then now it's, start, it feels, it's starting to feel like The Flash uh, to where it was like, Barry was like, no one can know who I am. By season two, it's like, everyone knows who I am. <laughs> it's like, all right, like this is getting ridiculous. Like, it's supposed to be a secret identity. Don't, don't have everyone know that you're this superhero. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how his villains play, um, or at least Vulture, because uh, we do know he's going to be in this movie. At what capacity, we do not know. Um, but what he will do when he uh, escapes, now knowing that Peter is Spider-Man. So that, that adds an added dimension to where um, it makes things very difficult for Peter. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As far as, like, a really cool moment for me, I will say it was the moment to where Hydro-Man hits Peter and he kind of breaks out into that spider pose. And then also what really just gave me chills throughout this trailer is the way they did the Spider-Man see. Like, the trumpets to it, like, it just sounded so freaking cool. Like, I immediately wanted to make it my my ringtone. Like, it was just (laughs) so cool the way that it sounded. Um, But this movie, like, Marvel and Sony, this team-up, which has... I I really pray that they re-up this summer, because that's when um, it'll probably go down. Because just the way they've been able to give us the Spider-Man, I think we've all been really, really, really waiting to see. Um He's just so perfect, and Tom Holland just fits it like a glove. Um, his moments with MJ were adorable. I love those, uh, the, the, the love tension between the two um, <laughs> to where she kind of just kind of like calls them out and the idea of him just even telling Ned, like, I, I want to kind of like impress MJ. I think she likes me, and, I you know, I want to make things, things work with her. Um, A lot of this movie just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like Marvel is following the formula that they built last year to where you have the standout movie that can kind of, like, break ground. Um, You have the huge event movie, and then you have that fun-loving spirited movie. Um, Last year went in the order of Black Panther, Infinity War, and Man and Watch. This year is going to be Captain Marvel, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, So I I like that feel because to me it's like – We knew Black Panther set up Infinity War, and none of us emotionally were ready for Infinity War. So it's like after seeing, like, everyone die at the end of Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp was a perfect way to get our spirits back up um, before we had to get them drained again with Endgame. So this kind of works the same way to where it's like Captain Marvel, we know is the setup to Endgame. Endgame is going to crush us, but then we get that fun movie with um, with Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, another question I want to kind of throw around to everyone, uh, Nick, I'll start with you. Um, kind of give me your thoughts on the the elemental in Mysterio, because I kind of want to pose to you is I. A lot of people are saying like, oh, it's Sandman, it's Hydro Man, and I can't remember the uh, the other fire, the other fire guy. I'm going to go out on a leap and say, Multiman, thank you. I'm going to go out on a leap and say, I don't think, it's those incarnations of those characters. I think it's literally just the elementals to where it's the elements of earth, uh, fire, and and water. I think Kevin Feige, I don't think he would just throw away Hydro man Sandman uh, like that. I think he would, you know, kind of use them a lot better than just possible illusions or possible um, hiring of Mysterio. Nick, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that they're actually Hydro man and Sandman? Or do you think that it's just an illusion that Mysterio could be just conjuring up?
4: Yeah, I lean more towards illusion. Um, and as far as like throwing characters away, like those aren't those certainly aren't like the cream of the crop like characters. Um, so I mean, I, I don't I don't think it would be. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that would be the thing. I mean, hell, they threw away the Mandarin and like, you know, like if we're gonna talk about you know various characters, I mean that would be one that's kind of a little bit bigger than, than these guys. Um, but you know, I mean, I I I definitely think that they're going to be. Uh, I would lean more towards illusion, but if they're not illusion, then maybe working in conjunction with Mysterio, something something along those lines. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I always kind of felt like, because I believe Jake Gyllenhaal alluded to this uh, when they did that whole press junket overseas, I think he alluded to the fact of Mysterio being someone who kind of craves the, the limelight, like who wants to be um, revered the same way that Spider-Man is. Um, and that might somewhat produce him, you know, manifesting things for him to become, uh, looked at as possibly a hero. So I wouldn't be shocked. I'm just, when I say a waste, Nick, I mean in sense of, like, if the only chance we have to see Hydro Man and Sandman is as illusions. Like, I'd be more comfortable if that was actually Hydro Man, actually Sandman, and they were hired um, by Mysterio, because then I'd at least be able to say, all right, well, cool, at least I'll know, at least I know that we got to see actual Hydro Man, actual Sandman, because if you just do illusions, I feel like Spider-Man 3 won't have Hydro Man and Sandman, so, like, I want to see Spider-Man kind of go up against more of his villains, even if they're only used very, very shortly. Um, but if they're used as an illusion, it kind of means, like, probably this is it for, <laughs> for those carnations of, of those powers that you see. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Dane, I'll go to you. Um do you think Mysterio is kind of manifesting these, um, or do you think that these are actually beings with powers that they're hiring? And, and Nick, I'll go back to you after uh, Dan and Gerardo. I want to ask you this, Dane. Do you think Mysterio um, is doing what he did in the comics to where his powers are illusions, or do you think he might actually have powers? Because some of that magic did look like uh, Doctor Strange's magic.
1: I don't know if it's it's so much magic or technology and he's producing hard light, uh which is, you know, something that other characters have used, or maybe it's some type of illusion based on like I know that scarecrow within Batman, if he puts his serum on someone, they see what they what they see, but that might not be actually what's happening. So maybe he's going in Peter's mind. I don't know. Um it's uh it's it's interesting. Since I believe he's an ex-stunt man and he's worked within the industry of special effects and stuff. Uh, The whole statement that Jake Gyllenhaal said about his character, you know, um, also saying that he was going to be the anti-hero. I don't think that that, that's the case. I think that it's definitely, I could see either scenarios where he's hiring these guys, but I kind of echo what Nick said. I don't really think that they're worth too much, uh, even if they were just illusions, if they use them because I mean, if we were to go the the Sinister Six um, route and finally get to that or, you know, um, I know that Sandman's one of the key members, but I never was that big into Sandman. And maybe we could have our cake and eat it by, you know, him producing the illusion once they're all together. So it's like he's in there, but not really. But, I mean, Hydro Man and and Molten Man, whatever. I mean, they're kind of like, they they sound like Mega Man villains. I don't really they give do. a shit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and, and maybe, and I understand why people would would feel differently, you know. I, I just, to me, it doesn't matter as much, um, as long as they do Mysterio well, and I'm just curious of how they break down a character. He's a lot like, like his ego is, is very much like Booster Gold's, just in a completely different way, where he just wants to be famous, and it kind of just drives him well, to be a villain, so uh, I just wonder what else is involved within the plot. I can't wait to see the movie.
2: Yeah, and that's not that's
4: not Sandman though. Like we've said it a couple times, that's not Sandman. That's not like that's not the name that they've attached to the character um, at all. The the names are Hellfire, Hydron, Magnum, and Zephyr. Um, so that's, it wouldn't be Sandman even if it is an illusion.
2: No, what well, I'm saying is I could see I could see. Feige or Sony, whoever, I could see them using him as Sandman in a sense to where we're never going to get Sandman. So like that. Well, here's the thing: with that guy, was there? I didn't, I,
1: I, I didn't know those those details. If if that's the case, and they just have some really ridiculous names, and we've never heard them, they don't really have that much in the comics. Yeah, they're probably we're not going to get Sandman and Hydro Man if yeah, they're just going to use them saying. like that. And I would definitely think now that they're illusions. uh, I I don't think that they would put too much in. They wouldn't build the characters. They would use the characters if they're going to, you know, have them. If there's some random dudes that have the same powers, yeah, they're just, they're doing whatever to get around it, basically.
2: Right. And I think think. that's where a lot of people get confused. They see these three characters and they ignore the fact that they're called the Elementals and they automatically go, that's Hydra Man, that's Sandman. Um, That's what I'm saying. I think the disconnect is, is, between a lot of people that saw that, heard the names, and still were like, no, 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 that's Hydro Man and Sandman. But what I'm saying is I think those carnations of those powers are the last time we will see the carnations of those powers. That's a, if, if I wasn't making that clear enough, I apologize. That's what I was trying to, to me, gotcha. um, you know, this will be the only time we see the powers of someone who could do that like Sandman or that like Hydro Man. Um, but, Joelle... Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the somewhat villain uh, between Mysterio and the Elementals? Um, and also give me your thoughts. What what did you think when you saw Mysterio kind of use the element of magic? Like, did you go immediately like, oh, no, no, that's just like in the comics to so where it's like projections? Or did you think maybe they could possibly go the route of him kind of manifesting somewhat of an ability, whether it's learning the, the, the magic arts, uh, and kind of fusing it with the technology cuz i believe he uses chitari uh technology to kind of to kind of conjure all this up um or or like i said or do you think it's powers are just purely uh manifestations of, of illusions
3: uh, i definitely don't think it's uh special effects like movie special effects like it was in the comics <laughs> i think it is a combination of chitari tech and other bullshit um for all we know he has some connection to the arcane arts like we've seen dr strange and maybe there's something he's using i don't know um and if it's a combination of two it's fine as long as there's illusions involved we know mysterio is all about the illusions um i have no doubt the elementals are the elementals because especially if those are the names that they, they've they been given those are the names of the elementals it's not hydro man it's not Sandman. and if it was i really wouldn't care <laughs> it's hydro man sandman we got our sandman in the original trilogy I didn't need him then. I don't need him now. And i never be like him <laughs> in the in the of the six. Um, that's how I feel about Sandman. Hydro-Man, uh, a great B- D-list Spider-Man villain from the old coach. Loved it. Fine. But if this, is, if they're not them, and, and you're right. If we see these power sets, we probably won't see them in the future. And we don't really need to. They're good as big monsters that are there. To fight off, but you know that's what they're gonna be. I really do believe they're probably uh, constructs or illusions of Mysterio to make himself look good. And I know some people uh, are confused at the fact that he was helping Spider-Man, but that's Mysterio's thing from the beginning. He, he came in to look like a hero. He sets up shit to make himself look good, and in the end, you know he's just not all out there. He's kind of crazy and. He's a bad guy and that's exactly what I'm expecting. I'm expecting him to eventually turn to a villain at the end and pretend to be a good guy and probably make Spider-Man look bad in some capacity just to make himself look good and use the elementals that, you know as the way to do that in probably different parts of Europe, which is pretty cool. So yeah, that's kind of where my head is at with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, no doubt we we should point out uh for people who maybe aren't as knowledgeable. Um They are taking liberties with Mysterio uh, just as far as the fact that um, him and Nick Fury know each other. So it's not just like, oh, this guy just walked in and was like, hey, I can save the day. Nick Fury, uh, as it's being reported, obviously, because none of us have seen the movie, um, knows him, brings him in to help with the elementals. Um, And then I guess just grabs Spider-Man along the way. Um, But this isn't a sense of just like... But you know, these these creatures attack and then out of nowhere this this magic guy just pops in and saves the day. Um so it it's a little bit different, not drastically, but a little bit different. Um but I could definitely see the the idea of him wanting to be a hero, um seeing all these heroes, wanting to be one. We we can go ahead and, and dispel the idea of this isn't the, the carnation of Mysterio to where He tried to be an actor, couldn't cut it because he was ugly. I mean, we all look at Jake Gyllenhaal and go, (laughs) you could scar his face and that's still not believable. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal (laughs) is not ugly. Um, So we know they're not going that route. Uh, So we can cross that off the board. So this seems more like he wants to be a hero, will try to do anything to create a problem, to solve it, to look like a hero. Um, But Nick, I wanted to throw this question over to you uh, so I didn't forget to ask you. Um, Do you do you think the, the powers are anything or it's just purely, uh, illusion? Cause like I said, it looked just the same as when Dr. Strange kind of conjures up that huge circle. Um, Dr. Strange's is yellow and Mysterio's was obviously, um, green, but it kind of looked really similar. Like to the point where I was like, wait, are they going to magic out here?
4: Yeah. I mean, they could be, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's like a little too early to tell. Um, I, I honestly like I I don't really I'm going to I'm going to pull my Joe card on this one. I don't know. Like I I don't uh I, we're just going to have to wait and see. I don't feel like that again like the good part about this trailer is it didn't doesn't give away too much. So it leaves us asking these questions, but um but like I it it's I didn't see enough to have a, a cemented um theory one way or the other on it. Uh just me personally.
2: No, fair enough. Completely understand. I will say to anyone who did not see the, um, I think it's the international version of this trailer. I think that's, that's what it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Hilarious part that was not in the, the trailer that we got um, is Spider-Man at the airport. The lady seeing his suit in the suitcase, holding it up and going, wow. what is this? And he's kind of just like, you know, it's like pajamas or whatever. And then she's like, okay. And then she's like, you can't bring this banana. And he's like, oh, all right. So like, she completely ignores the fact that, like, that kid is Spider-Man. And she's like, no, no, you can't bring your banana. <laughs> Hilarious. Tom Holland is funny as, as Peter Parker. I love that. Also, I think, Dane, you brought it up. The, the whole scene of uh, what you call it Slash at the end kind of just, like, glorifying Spider-Man and then, like, crapping on Peter, not really knowing that Peter is Spider-Man. Will always be hilarious. Um, I hope they continuously run that. Like, don't don't have Flash find out that he's Spider-Man. Continue that because that's just hilarious. Um, did anyone else have anything else to to add? Uh, anyone want to talk about Fury? Uh, any Stark theories or anything? Or are you guys good?
1: Good.
3: Yeah, thirty minutes in, I think I'm alright.
2: All right. All right. Um. All right, I mean, like, there's not much to have with Fury. He has, like, a super cool entrance, uh, shooting Ned in the the neck with a drink. Um, It it was very reminiscent of uh, when he first met Iron Man. Like, it was just, it was super cool the way that he just entered. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it seems like Nick Fury is back. Looks like S.H.I.E.L.D. is back. One thing I did want to ask, last question, and we move on to our next trailer. Um, Joel, I'll start with you. What do you think that building is that they're uh, recreating um, where the Avengers Tower used to be? Who do you think that building belongs to?
3: Uh, I really want it to be the Baxter building. <laughs> that or Oscorp? I think those are the two options everybody wants and would discipline me if it's anything other than the, one of those two buildings. See,
2: I think it, it's funny because it's like now I feel like it has to be because it's like all right, happy saying that they, sold the, you know, that they sold the building, cool, whatever. I mean, it, it now gives us reason to know that we won't see that building uh, a lot anymore. But then when you show it in the trailer, like being rebuilt, mm-hmm. we're like, all right, mm-hmm. well, you purposely showed that. So now it had to be something. Um, Dane, I'll, I'll ask you, uh, I'll make it more specific. Oscorp or the Baxter building?
1: Which one are you <laughs> going with? I was actually going to go with something different, but you know, I mean, uh, out of those.
2: Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I I think it's going to be Kanye's palace. Um, I think Kanye West is going to, move to New York and take it over. And I and I, see, I see potential. I see potential in Kanye West as a supervillain. I think that would be very very interesting uh, within the MCU. So I'm looking forward to that. I actually, um, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Oscorp so we can keep it within the Spider-Man stuff. I know we'll get the Baxter Building. Let's establish that. But I want to get Norman Osborn, not so much a Green Goblin, but as a character somewhat developed even as just a building at first uh, for the Spider-Man movies placed in New York. So that's my oh, yeah. hope at least.
2: I'm completely with you because now it's like with with all the, the possibilities of Iron Man potentially dying, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I kind of like the idea of instead of like Green Goblin at all, like maybe get an Iron Patriot. Like I, I now kind of really, really, really like the idea of having another billionaire step in um, with his own tower
1: uh, and Dark him kind Avengers. of parading. Huh? Say it again, Joel. The, gr- the Green Avenger itself. Or oh, right. The Green right. Avenger. The Green Goblin itself could just be his split personality messing with them and something that, you know, he manifests and sees. Kind of like in the. Uh, in the original Raimi movies in the mirror or something like that. And they can go down that route potentially, but then you can get away with the fact that he is insane. He's got this Joker side to him. That's trying to consume him. And he just goes the iron Patriot dark Avengers route, you know, Lex Luthor ish instead of just going straight into the green goblin. So you can, you can, you can do both aspects somewhat, I think. Mm -hmm. Play with you it.
2: absolutely could. And I think the most interesting thing is we've always seen, every time Norman and Peter have interacted, uh, the only connection between the two is Peter grew up with Harry. We have not had any mention of Harry Osborne whatsoever as far as being a friend of Peter, an old friend of any of that. So I'm really interested is, like, if they introduce Harry, will he be this new hotshot uh, kid that, you know, is, is new to the school, um, like, what aspect will they go with? Like, I'm really interested in seeing how they kind of make that hopefully, work because,
1: go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, hopefully it's not as jarring as uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, where it's just like, here's Dane DeHaan right in there. There you go. You guys are friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I feel so bad because Dane DeHaan is a really good actor, and that movie did not really showcase that.
1: And the uh, first one was a good movie. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad what happened with that second fucking film. Outside of the Gwen Spider uh, Peter stuff, that was still good. But yeah, I digress.
2: Um, <laughs> Nick, I'll go to you. Who do you think that that building is? Uh, who do you think is taking over that building? I my indication
4: would be Oscorp, mainly because they got like they. Okay, two things. One, it's most closely connected with Spider-Man as far as with the sale and everything happening in Homecoming. And two, like, the, you know, they wrote that script far before anything was finalized with 21st Century Fox. So, like, just from the outside looking in, it, to me it would make more sense that it's going to play out to be Oscorp, unless they decide to call an audible in which case maybe it becomes the Baxter building. Um, but I think the Baxter building will be something else and that the Avengers Tower will be Oscorp.
2: See, the, the fun thing, and we were talking about this before, or I, I think a few days ago or whatever, the cool thing about the advantage that Kevin Feige has in this whole MCU is he can retcon anything. Like, I mean, yes, I mm-hmm. agree with you. In, in Homecoming, that, that idea for that building was there without them knowing that they would get this deal done or whatever. But now that the deal is going to be done in March, unless they mention that, like, who bought that building by name in Far From Home, you could easily just say, no, we just had that building under construction, didn't know what we wanted to do with it, now we're doing this Baxter building. So, like, you could do, he could do anything once this deal is completed in March, unless Far From Home specifically says who bought that building. And I'll say this, Kevin Feigert. Don't don't let it be a nobody man, because we will flip out. It have to <laughs> be somebody important. The, the only thing is
4: I really really want my like that that if it if it is the Baxter building and it's Reed who who like purchased it or whatever, that like it, it, it's kind of jarring in the sense of just in the sense of like how that character has never been mentioned. Um I mean not that obviously like it's it's not unforgivable, but like, you know, like little, little knickknacks along the way. Like even strange was mentioned like four or five movies before we actually saw him and all that. Um, I don't know. It would just, I, I, I feel like, um, like an up and coming tech guy, um, uh, kind of coming out of nowhere, maybe makes just a little bit more sense to me than like the smartest man on the fucking face of the earth. Like, Tony Stark's never like been like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's fucking get some help from that guy. Um, like, I don't know. Just, just, just my thoughts.
2: No, no, no. I mean, it, they would have to make it make it make sense. But we've known that they either really make sense or they don't make sense. Doesn't really matter. Like the the whole timeline issue at the beginning of Homecoming. Homecoming was such a good movie. I, I kind of somewhat gloss over it. I noticed it, but just gloss over it. So, I mean, Kevin Feige is still here batting a 1,000, so whatever. Um, let's move on. Let's get into the second biggest trailer, To some might have been the first, so, you know, won't be biased here. Uh, let's get into John Wick 3. I'll just say this: Keanu Reeves, you cannot stop making John Wick movies. Like, once I saw him on a horse, I was just like, all right, yeah, I need more of these. Like, I need an amazing... Like, a crazy amount more of these. Um, And when they said this was kind of like the bookend, I immediately thought, like, there's so many different things you could do to bring John Wick back. Um, But it doesn't have to be his movie specifically. Um, But I'm getting too far ahead. Um, (laughs) Nick, (laughs) I'm going to start off with you. Um, What were your thoughts on the John Wick 3 trailer? And how insane is it to see John Wick shooting people on a horse, man?
4: No, dude, it's fucking great. Like, I mean, uh, a like motorcycle chasing and then all of a sudden now he's not on a motorcycle, he's on a horse. So, you know, that transition happens somewhere, whether he goes from, my guess is they mix it up and he's actually on a horse to start. And then he jumps off the horse or like kicks like a dude off of a motorcycle and then jumps on a motorcycle. Like, you know, like, but some, like some transition like that's bound to happen. Um, but, yeah, it looks awesome. I, I'm pretty sure he killed a dude with a book. Like, that was fucking great. Um, <laughs> like, dude, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like, uh, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be great. I enjoyed the second movie more than the first one. I think this one's probably going to, I mean, it certainly seems like it's going to take the take as far as, like, absurd action. Um, but still, like, it still seems to have that very sort of, um, even amongst the uh, uh, or I should say amidst the absurdity it still has like this very grounded style of shooting that they they like to yep. kind of keep and, and do uh, and, and that that lets you get by with a little more absurdity so you, you don't turn your movie or your franchise into what Die Hard became um <laughs> You know, because <laughs> like God, do I love like the first three Die Hard movies, and then the fourth one, it was like I don't think this is going in the right direction, and then the fifth one was like fuck, that was terrible, dude. Um, but like I, I don't really, at least from from the trailer and from after seeing the first two, like I don't, I don't really have that fear as much with this series. Um, despite the fact that you know it, it, it certainly seems like it's going to be upping the ante, so to speak. But uh, but yeah, I loved it. This is um. For like Jawan, myself, and and probably most people on this panel, this is like um uh like our Fast and the Furious, which is I think why Jawan's like don't stop making these movies <laughs> Um 'cause because none of us really like the Fast and the Furious movies um or, or the series as a whole um but th- these are kind of our version of that like it's just I mean different obviously um but like you know like these are our like. Super kind of corny action movies, um, but not not in the pleb way that <laughs> I, I should say that for people who do like Fast
1: and Furious, but like <laughs> in a different way uh, that's not. They have they cars even, jumping buildings. They have cars yeah. jumping buildings. That type yeah,
4: of yeah, and and I would I would just rather see you know like a dude riding a horse, fighting off Yakuza. Like, that's, as it, crazy as it, it sounds to say, that's more grounded. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I love it. I love the trailer. I, I'm very excited for, for the third installment.
2: Absolutely. And let me piggyback that, Nick. Um, Fast and Furious, for all those Fast and Furious fans out there um, who maybe aren't that high on John Wick, allow me to remind you, Jason Statham and Vin Diesel's car went at least 100 miles per hour, both cars, smashed into each other, and both guys just got out. I just want you to put that in the back of your brain. Remember that. And anything you see in John Wick will never be as insane as two cars going head-to-head and both guys just walking out. That is ridiculous. (laughs) And then a Ferrari going out of a crazy tall building and then just, you know, weirdly landing into another building and not crashing out of it. Your, Your franchise is ridiculous, okay? Um, it's one movie away from people getting superpowers. John Wick is a (laughs) real action movie that should have at least 30 of them, okay? Um, But, Dane, I'm going to go to you. What were your thoughts on the John Wick 3 trailer? Um, And, again, I'll ask you the same question I asked Nick. How crazy is it that he's shooting people on horses, man? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, dude, it's awesome. And honestly, and I, I just want to, you know, echo what you guys are saying and kind of go into it because it's it's whatever your cup of tea is, really. I mean, I, I yeah. do like s- somewhat a grounded approach, like you were making an example, Nick, of, of Die Hard or the first couple of Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, you know, yeah. you got that and then you, or maybe like a Mad Max to an extent, you know, those original ones. Mm. And then you got like your Arnold movies and I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they're usually pretty damn cheesy. And I have like some fast and furious movies. Uh, the first one is just a point break uh, remake with different names, but you know, when the rock came around, it was a little bit different. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Hobbs and Shaw, is something where everyone's like, no, that was actually a lot of fun. You should go see it. I end up liking it, uh, but I think that's because I'm a huge rock fan if you smell what I'm cooking. Uh, to get into the uh, trailer, I loved it. Um, he threw, not only was he riding horses, but he threw a high-action rifle like a fucking throwing star to knock someone out. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's just stuff like that, and the, the dogs fighting. By the way, I didn't see his pit bull later on with Halle Berry. You better not do that again to us you know, I, yeah. I, I, I can't do it. Uh, the music was awesome. They had ninjas on bikes with katanas. Halle Berry, Lawrence Fishburne, the Matrix connection with uh, Lawrence. Like, dude, I'm so exciting. I'm pretty sure I saw actor Jeremy – or uh, Jerome Lynn, uh, Flynn, who plays Um Braum on uh, Game of Thrones. He looks like he's one of the assassins. Yeah. I'm really excited because yep. I love that actor. You know, it just – yeah. Woo. I'm, 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 I'm so excited about it. And I would love to see Keanu Reeves after him having this resurgence, uh, I think because of the John Wick series and other stuff, uh, maybe even finding out a little more about his personal life. And uh, he's a, he just seems like a really good dude. I'd love to see him as a Marvel or DC character in a comic book film um, as someone. Uh, I don't know. I, I I really do like this franchise. The first one had that indie feel in, in, in the very beginning and just went crazy. And I love the second one. And so I'm 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 just very very excited about this.
2: Yeah, I will say John Wick is one of those rare <clears throat> franchises we've had in the past decade um, that just gets better with each movie. Like usually we go like man like second one was okay, third one wasn't really that good, the first one was definitely obviously Like, no, no, this seems to have been getting better with with each movie. That's why I'm like, no, you don't stop now. Like, you're on a hot streak. Keep going. Like, do four, do five. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see the Holly Berry aspect coming. I thought I read somewhere that she was the villain, so to see her with him, I was like, oh, no, this is really cool. Like, he has someone he can rely on. Like, that's, that's really cool. Um, also, I will say, I don't know if you guys saw the poster. Uh, that they released. That poster is freaking sick. Uh, I love that poster. It's so subtle, but I love it so much. It's like I did the last one with like the 1,000 guns around his neck. I was like, these guys just get it. They just get it. Uh, Joel, what were your thoughts on the John Wick 3 trailer? And please tell the audience why you prefer Fast and Furious. Go.
3: I don't prefer Fast and Furious, though I am a fan of the Fast and
2: (laughs) Furious movies,
0: aside
3: from maybe the second one. Um, But I love the John Wick series. Uh, It came out of nowhere. Like, the first movie was barely even advertised. (laughs) It just came out. (laughs) And um, it it became a hit, and the second one was great. And then, like, uh, you know, well, the way it ended, like, basically it was John Wick versus the world. (laughs) I I just could not – I just – I was like, that's what I can't wait to see. And then the trailer gave us a little piece of that because there was a countdown. Like, to me, the countdown part, and then you see everyone getting ready to just go at them. I I just can't wait to see how he's gonna defend himself. Where there is nowhere to hide, where the world is basically like all the assassins on the planet are looking for him, and it's like John it is John Wick versus the world, and like that that aspect of it excited me more than him on a horse. But the idea of him uh, just doing his thing is just against every and anyone is going to, is, is really what excites me. And uh, that trailer looks great, and it looks even better on a Dolby Theater. I saw the glass and Dolby, and that that trailer looks great on that screen. I'll tell you that much.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I want to get back to something Nick said because I think it was overlooked a little bit. He kills someone with a book. Like, I mean, it was crazy in the second one that he did it with a pencil. <laughs> um, he killed someone with a book. Like, crazy. Like, this movie is so much fun. So much. I forgot fun. to mention it. Uh, real quick
4: I forgot to mention it and no one else did so I, I feel like I got to. Um, uh also I think the line that kind of best capsulates like the movie is when Ian McShane is like well you know I mean it's basically him versus like every assassin on the face of the earth so yeah I, I would say the odds are pretty even <laughs> like, that was fucking great <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, how badass is
3: it. this guy in his prime right <laughs> the boogeyman <laughs> Yeah, for real. The bubble
2: Yeager.
3: Oh, yeah, there
2: you go. It's so cool that Keanu Reeves has been able to capture, like, this this action world. Um, Because I always thought, like, man, like, Jason Statham. I always wanted Jason Statham to be able to have something like this. So where you could look at it and go, yeah, man. Like, he could at least say, like, he did some really dope action trilogy. Crank tried. The first one I thought was so much freaking fun. The second one was just, like, yeah, you probably should have Oh, um, the the second one was great. I, I really just I was like, man, this this is off the wall. Like the first one was crazy, right? But
4: the second oh, one, no! Was but
2: like, like oh. it's played. It, see, and that's the thing; it doesn't
4: take itself seriously. Whereas like Fast right. and Furious movies try to take themselves seriously, and it's like, dude, you totally like a movie like Crank Two is like, if you're not gonna like be a serious action movie, you can get away with all that shit, you know?
2: Right, which like like, like X shoot 'em up. went that route. Stop yeah, or triple X. Shoot
4: em up
3: um, Nothing. Guillermo is fucking
2: awesome, dude.
3: No, it's yeah, it's Looney Tunes with, movie. with that, oh, in. that movie that is, is fucking great, dude. Guillermo oh, 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 awesome, no awesome, You
4: disrespect him. No.
3: Hey, can, can I respect. also say the two
4: motherfuckers who love Legend of Arthur? Fuck y'all. King Arthur.
1: <laughs> Whatever. King, damn it. I <laughs> I just also say. Him, There's too much disrespect here. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> Um, thank God for Halle Berry my lord not only a great actress but she is gorgeous sorry I I just had to say that no no
2: we needed a break for that I appreciate that Um, let's move on to our final in the trailer talk this one was a teaser not a full trailer I'm going to give all the details for this before I pass it on Um, apparently we're having a Ghostbusters uh, I guess it's a sequel to the originals it has nothing yes. to do with the all-female one. Absolutely nothing. I can't say that enough. Absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, apparently, this is... Jawan
4: just mentioned home why he hates women.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just No, because the crazy thing is, Nick, what's funny is when I heard this, my first thought was it was a sequel to that movie. And I was just like, there's no way anyone's going to see that. <laughs> so now that it's known that it's not, I want people who aren't, you know, that that interested in finding out details, like they hear it and just go, no, I hated that last one. I just want them to know it has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, anyway, apparently it takes place around, um, let me not say it takes place. It's, it's about four teenagers, apparently two boys, two girls. I think, uh, I think was the report. Um, mm-hmm. according to Ernie Hudson, uh, has confirmed that the original Ghostbusters will appear in the new movie. Um, so that's really cool. Excuse me, although I think one or two of them were in the all female ones, so like eh. not as their but... characters, though. No. Right, I think they're right, all right. in it's it, but not characters.
3: as the characters. Yeah.
2: Um, but I will say from this teaser, it gives me a very eerie feel. It gives me a very I don't want to say stranger things feel, but it does it doesn't feel like it's gonna be overly comical. It feels like Bingo, they're bingo, going
1: bingo. More, they're yeah. going
2: a more serious route <laughs> to it, uh rather than it just being just completely comedy. Um, so it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. It does not come out until next year, which I thought was really weird that we got a teaser this this early, but cool. Start that Hype Train now. Um but yeah, Dane, I will go to you first because I know you had some stuff to to get off your chest about um this teaser and I guess maybe this movie altogether. Um so I'll I'll pass it to you first. Your thoughts on the teaser for Ghostbusters.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't really care. Um, too little, too <laughs> late. Um, I just they they could have done this five years ago, and I would have been a really enthusiastic. And I have nothing. I didn't see the the woman the the movie with the ladies in it, it has nothing to do with that. Honestly, if they put it in the same universe and instead of having cameos, just had them play the characters and like a passing of the torch, I would have been okay with it. I just, it didn't enthuse me, and then everything from it, I just, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it, basically, and get get my own, form of my own opinion, which, maybe if it's on, I I doubt it could be that bad, Um, so it's like, well, if the all-girl casting doesn't work, let's try the Stranger Things uh, route, and it's like, man, fuck off, like, I don't really even give a shit, I mean, just, it just, really, Sony, it's like, I care more about what happens with the fucking uh, Men in Black. Uh, remake with Chris Hemsworth? than I do about this. I really, I really don't care. I, I would love to put this whole thing, this whole franchise. I understand Sony's got to make money, but just put it in a fucking rocket and send it to the goddamn like Pluto, which is apparently not a planet. The, the people that think that, that, that Pluto is not a it's planet a are, planet. are just as, as much douchebags. I think of the people behind this movie. They can all suck it. So fuck off. That's all. It is a planet. It's a dwarf Let me, planet. Let me yeah, ask, let me ask. You exactly. This thing. It's not a regular planet anymore. Yeah. Let me
2: ask plan. you this thing. And there's if actually the one, a 10th and 11th one. If yeah. the uh if the last Ghostbusters movie uh were never made, like it it just didn't exist. And this was the one that they were making. Um, you know, and there hadn't been obviously a Ghostbusters movie since the the originals. Would you be more open to the style of what it looks like they're trying to do with this Ghostbusters movie?
1: Possibly, but you know, Possibly shellfish wouldn't hurt my stomach when I ate them. You know, it's like <laughs> different routes, man. Just fucking. I just, I really, just, am really just aggravated about this whole franchise because I love the first one and I also love the second one. I know a lot of people don't, but I mean, that was like when I was a kid, and I love the cartoon. And I just, uh, it just seems like a, a corporation trying to milk a franchise and not really investing, trying to, you know, make it good, I guess. And, you know, maybe with the fact of who's creating this and, and the, the enthusiasm, it might be, end up being something good, but I could care less. And, um, yeah, I'm thinking more about what I'm eating for lunch today than I am Ghostbusters. So
2: I, I will say this thing. I will say this. They are obviously trying to milk
1: this franchise.
2: That is not to be questioned whatsoever.
0: Um,
2: but I, I, I can only speak on, on just kind of what I felt from the teaser. It just feels like it could be something cool, but a teaser usually doesn't really do anything for me. I need a trailer. So I think by the full trailer, I'll either be extremely excited or I'll be like, yeah, no, Dane was, was definitely right. Um, but just <laughs> from the teaser, it, just, it feels different. That's what I want to speak on. It just yeah. feels different than what they've done before. So that, in that sense, I'm excited to see. Anytime they take something that was kind of somewhat a comedy and kind of try to make it serious with a little bit more of a scarier edge to it, uh, I'm interested in it, is, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying this will be a hit, whatever. I'm just I'm interested.
1: Maybe it would have enthused me if they got the uh, old guy that used to do the Disney movies for the coming soon, like, in it. I mean, they just played – they played the fucking theme music, which is great. I really liked it. It's it's Stranger Things, you know, with Ghostbusters. That's fine.
4: (laughs) It would have felt like. Why is anything with teenagers like Stranger Things? Because they
1: made it popular.
4: I guess. It's about sci-fi and ghosts
1: and and horror. You know, it's something that's popular that kind of started – because of the popularity of Stranger Things. I think that that, that's... Except Stranger Things
2: was
4: a copy of a billion other things. Like, I don't know why everyone goes back to that nowadays.
1: I I, I, I feel like it's all throwback to the 80s, you know, movies, which is great, and I love that, but I think that, you know, it would be It and Stranger Things kind of made that popular, and now Hollywood's kind of doing their thing with it, so... Well, no, even people were like It.
4: They were like, oh, they got the kids on the Stranger Things, copy of Stranger Things, like...
1: Not mm-hmm. Well, but it came out before people, Stranger Things that. was popular, Nick, you know. I Nick, mean. I,
2: think, I think it's the same feel that people have to where whenever you now see an older guy with a younger kid, they're like, oh, they're, they're trying to do like like Logan. Like, no, no, it's been they're, done I before, but Logan, to yeah. an extent, so, it was done are. so well, they now compare it. Yeah. They now compare it to it. So, I mean, I could get right. how someone could feel like it feels like Stranger Things. I mean, the it being surrounded by uh, four teenagers. And then kind of like the feel of the spooky kind of horror feel that it gave off. Uh, you don't have to say that it's going to be like Stranger Things, but it gives you that vibe. Um, same way Punisher gave you that Logan vibe. I'm not, so all I, right, I, can, look, I can give you comparison.
1: What, what I'm trying to say is I don't think that it's trying to be Stranger Things. I think that Sony is banking off of the money that Stranger Things accomplished by making that type of concept popular. Very much uh, like I if could a see that. were to try to do a Logan, okay. Well then, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I'm saying no, 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 I'm no. agreeing with you. I'm, I'm saying could... I could see that. Oh, oh, I said I thought you said I couldn't <laughs> see that. Apologize. No, I uh, could see yeah. that. <laughs> Dave was
2: like, "What? I give up." Um, but no, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> Fuck you,
1: Nick. <laughs> let me, let me Sorry, <laughs> on.
2: um, Joe. What did you get from the Ghostbusters teaser? Are you possibly excited for the idea of a new feel? Are you like Dane? You could care less. You were fine with just the originals that you had from um, from back then, or are you uh, excited for the possibility of what this could uh, bring going forward?
3: I am a huge Ghostbusters fan. Uh, I, I grew up on the Ghostbusters, like many of my cohorts here. Except maybe Jolyn, who was not, <laughs> yes. not not old enough. Um, but, yeah, but like in Ghostbusters was like one of my first loves, even before Ninja Turtles and, and even Batman. I, I loved the Ghostbusters, and I loved the original movies uh, of the Ghostbusters, and I've always wanted to see them again. I all I love them. I love them. I've always loved them. I love the cartoons. I even love Extreme Ghostbusters. I'll take Extreme, <laughs> Extreme Ghostbusters now when the movie came out a couple of years ago with all the girls, I was against all the girls. I wish there was a little more diversity in terms of men and women, but I went in with an open mind. You know, I was like, fuck it, let's see how it is. I didn't like the movie, and I rarely dislike movies. <laughs> I just, I didn't. I didn't like it. Um, I left a sour taste in my mouth, though I thought some of the performances were pretty good. Um, I didn't know how to feel when the news came out, but I, anytime you, you, you bring back, like, my past, like, the nostalgia is going to hit. I don't care what it is. Like, Ghostbusters <laughs> has a special place in my heart. So you're saying you're going to do it again, but with the original cast coming back as themselves, yeah, you kind of got my money already, even if it probably turns out to be a piece of shit. Uh, I'm interested. And uh, Now I'm interested. And then that teaser helped because it brought not just – the. It, it felt like the music. There was the music and the extra one and the you're pheromid, like, oh, man. my God. Yeah, it it just had that feel, and so it's it, I'm I'm more interested. And in they up bringing Jonathan Re- Reitman in, the son of the the original director Jason. of the Ghostbusters. film. or Jason, I'm sorry, Jason Wrightman. I'm that. I mean, you're are talking to me now, so now I'm interested. Before, if it was mm-hmm. just a random director, I would have been a little more hesitant. Uh, they're going the, the Stranger Things route with the younger. It's fine, whatever. Just give me Ghostbusters. And do it right. As long as you do it right, you know I don't care. Like if they could have done with the girls, a lot of people did like it. I didn't. But if they did it, if it if it performed better, we'd probably get a sequel to that movie. Um, but this one's gonna be a, a, a direct sequel to the, I think the original movie, and yeah. it works for me because that's the best movie. <laughs> I love and I'm not gonna wrong, I love Ghostbusters too. Um, I I always remember the scene with the Statue of Liberty movie. I don't care how much that made. <laughs> no I still love that scene. <laughs> um, and just that painting. Yeah, that painting pa- yeah. is iconic. Vigo. You can't forget Viggo. Yeah. You can't, I mean, Come yeah. on. There's, there's so many good parts of Ghostbusters. I had nightmares yeah. with him in it. A... Oh, yeah, this, dude. Yo, he, he's creepy as fuck. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of parts <laughs> of that movie that still give me nightmares. But that's what they can do now with this new cast, with the, with the two boys, two girls, fine. If they go with, I think, 'cause because I think the boy and the girl, uh, well, two of the boys and the girl, or, well, I'm sorry, one boy one girl, one, they're going to be real young. They're going to be like, 13, 12 age, and then maybe the other two are like actual teenagers, seven, 16, 17, or whatever. Whatever. One of them is probably going to be one of the kids. Uh, I doubt there's going to be all of them, but one of them is going to probably be related to the original cast uh, in some capacity, and I'm not sure who, but I'm so excited to find out who. And if Bill Murray is down to come back as Peter, I am down to see him come back as Peter. Done. Peter was my favorite character.
2: Right? I just <laughs> it's everyone's favorite character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah you all better be hype. You guys got to be hyped anytime Bill Murray's looking to, to do something. Bill Murray is just freaking awesome. Peter um,
3: Benjamin is the man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nick, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Where are your feelings at for this uh, upcoming Ghostbusters movie and kind of just your thoughts on the, the teaser?
4: Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, namely because well, l- well let me discuss the teaser first. The teaser's not anything spectacular, but what it does do yeah. is I think you mentioned this, Juan, it sets the mood. Um first of all, yeah. Joel mentioned this, the theme, the theremin, the the in, the musical instrument, the theremin, which was used um in the library scene and the original uh movie yeah um is, is used to kind of set the mood and even if you don't notice it your brain does and it's like you, you feel that that opening shot that comes like um kind of down near the leaves and then kinda of pans up like that's a that's a horror shot. That's a classic like Sam Raimi shot. Um like evil dead uh, type yeah. shot Um, mm-hmm. that, you know, like that again, sets the mood. So like the mood setting part of this, like makes me think, okay, like <laughs> these, these guys get it. Like, uh, and it's not surprising because Joel, like you said, Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, the original director. Right. Um, like he, I think he understands the, the, the franchise. And that is the, was the problem with, um, with uh uh, Feig's, uh interpretation Feig. of it because yeah. uh yeah he he didn't paul fig he he did not understand um the franchise he wanted to make a Paul Fig movie that had ghostbusters in it and like so like fans of the original um series the the first two movies and the cartoons and anything else, but especially the the original movie or like this is not Ghostbusters this is like the theme is all off the 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 feel is all off this is like a slapstick comedy um and that's not what the original Ghostbusters was it was it it, it played out very much like a horror movie with right. a ton of like comedic elements because Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd um are just so damn funny and it was very well written and it was a lot of situational humor. I'm sure a lot of it was Bill Murray ad-libbing, um, you know, like the, the thing, just like the scene, let's uh, say the, the first one, where the they're like in the, um, uh, like being interrogated or whatever, and like the, the police commissioner or whatever is like, Every is this true? Is this true? And he's like, yes, unfortunately
1: that man has no penis, or no dick, or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, such great situational humor, see, and like, y'all are laughing at me butchering things. it, just knowing how good it actually is, and like, dude, it's it's just, like, the
4: first movie in particular, is just a great <laughs> fucking movie, um, oh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, but, oh, I like, love that movie, Uh, so good but like yeah so Jason Reitman uh, is probably the thing that has me most hyped about this Uh, three movies that Jason Reitman has done that I really like he directed Thank You for Smoking he directed Juno and he directed Mm -hmm. Up in the Air Um, he directed those back to back to back by the way Um, those are all really good movies and if you've ever seen Thank You for Smoking it is a very good comedy it's a dark comedy um, you know, uh, uh, basically about um, a guy who is um, uh, like the ad man, the, the, the guy who gets around all the loopholes for smoking companies, for various tobacco industry companies. Um, and, like, the, that is kind of, the, in my mind, the kind of approach you want to have. Like, you want to have that kind of humor in your movie. It's not just a... a flat-out, like, laugh-out-loud comedy. It's very situational, but there's some dark moments in there, too. Um, So not only do I like the familial connection between Jason and Ivan, obviously, him being uh, Ivan Reitman, the original director's son, I like the movies that he's done, and I can see some of those elements being worked into a third Ghostbusters movie that I think will be really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of that considered, I think that'll be great. I definitely think one of these um one of these kids uh will definitely have some kind of relation to uh one of the ghostbusters if not familial, then maybe they just live near one of them, and so that's the connection um but yeah I mean, I saw one th- th- sorry, go ahead <laughs> no no, go ahead no
3: i saw I saw one theory that uh that maybe it's um so this kid, what's his name? Remember the baby in in the second one that it's probably him all grown up?
2: Yeah. And it's yeah. like his, his family now.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And it would be his family and whatever, stuff like that. That'd be interesting too.
4: If if they take anything from the second part. Yeah, I mean that that could definitely be interesting. I mean, um you know, I mean, it, 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 there's there's ways that you could make that work for sure. Um but yeah, I mean I think I think there's a a, a lot of different ways that they can make this work. I think they have Uh, have it in the right hands. I I like Dane. I wish they would have just gone this route five years ago instead of saying, Mm -hmm. hey, Paul, make a Paul Figg movie with Ghostbusters. Like, um, that would have been the much smarter direction to go. Uh, And not even, like, in hindsight. Like, everybody said it at the time. So it's not even, like, it's not even, like, you know, like a bad trade where you're like, well, it made sense at the time. It just didn't work out. No, like, everybody knew it. Like, so... But I, I mean, I digress. I, I nevertheless, I'm excited for the movie. Um, I I yes, I like all of the elements that I'm seeing, so um, I'm just uh, crossing my fingers uh, that you know all all of the things that I've mentioned end up paying off
1: in, into a good movie.
2: Absolutely, Dane. You wanted to, to add something?
1: I I just want to say that I will say that you know there is another trend in Hollywood right now and I think this is actually one that's that's really positive and that's people that really have a love and an association with a past property in Hollywood you know revamping it and making it what it was but also for you know today's audience and yeah. obviously he's directly connected and when I did hear one that he was involved that was a very positive thing i just In terms of, of, of like, my level of excitement, that's what's dwindled. But when it comes to, you know, I hope this movie does well. I hope that they can change my opinion, and I hope that it's something that's like a sleeper hit or or just does well from the beginning. But I just have no enthusiasm for this franchise, is more or less what I was trying to say, since I sounded like a porcupine on fire. no, 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 no. no.
2: As, as you were saying, the thing that kind of went off in my brain was, like, uh, Joel was even kind of breaking it down uh, somewhat about that also. Like, when I originally heard that they were going to be doing another Ninja Turtles so close to the last horrible Ninja Turtles uh, that was done, like, my enthusiasm wasn't, you know, drastically high. Like, to me, I'm going to have to wait till I see a trailer for that. Like, there, there's nothing you could tell me about it that would get me excited till I actually see a trailer. Um, so I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, but it's just that the last one's left such a sour taste in my mouth that it's now like, I'm not excited to see anything done. So like I get a trail and I'm like, okay, all right, this is drastically different than what happened before. They look a lot better. Uh, the story's a lot better. Like there's just too many other things that I'm waiting to line up before I, my, I get my enthusiasm all worked up, uh, only to be let down. Um, so no, I, I definitely get where you're coming from, Dane. Um, Excuse me, all right, but let's move on Before we get into our scheduled topics We're going to pass to Dane for a
1: word from our sponsor Hey guys, how's it going out there? I'm actually going to pass it to a, uh, a, you could say quote unquote character I used to do Uh, This is my cousin Big Dana, so Big Dana, take it away Shut up, you stupid whore All right, anyways, guys, remember the days you're always ready to go Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, They work up to twice as fast the pills, so you can be ready whenever opportunity arises. I know from personal experience that Blue Chew is wonderful for me, and I've heard Dane talk about it a lot, too. So, you know, it's it's good stuff. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got the special offer for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the promo code GVN. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code GVN, to try it free. Bluetooth is the better, cheaper, and faster choice and we thank them so much for sponsoring the podcast. Back to you, Dane. Thank you very much, Dana. Thank you. Alright, back to you, Juwan.
2: All I'm saying is she definitely sounded hot. Anyway, let's get into our topic. Um we have some news coming out of D C. Uh some news coming out of DC and Warner Brothers that I think is going to confuse the masses. Kind of like it confused me, but let's get into it nonetheless. Apparently, Warner Brothers is looking at developing a trio of Harley Clinton-led films, starting with Birds of Prey, then Gotham City Sirens, which will all lead to a crossover film, Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. That sounds like a continuity to me. Anyway, Shane, uh, I'm going to go to you first what are your thoughts on developing these two solos that will then eventually come together? Like, let me think. Oh, right. A continuity would with solos. that lead up <laughs> <to a justice> <laughs> <season>. <laughs> I see
1: what, what are you are your did thoughts there. This? <laughs> um, the, the thing that, so this next movie, correct me if I'm wrong, is Gotham city sirens. Right.
2: The,
1: the one that they're doing now with, uh, with Margo, I think, is Gotham City Sirens. I thought
3: it was Birds of okay. Prey. Well, it, Pre. Pre. yeah,
1: okay. Pre. it is Birds
3: of Prey. It's Birds of
1: Prey. It's Birds of Prey. See, it's so damn confusing. So the first one is Birds of Prey. Okay. That is fine. All right. So if they're going to introduce the good characters, use Harley as a linchpin, do a second movie, introduce the, the Gotham City Sirens, and then have the third one be the two of them going at it, I'm fine with that. I wanted this first movie just to be that within the storyline. Of them just fleshing right. out a lot of these female characters, the villains and the heroes. So if they want to fucking take this in the course of three movies, yeah, the, the continuity aspect, like you said, you want. I thought the same thing, especially with another announcement we'll talk about from DC. But you know, I mean, that's that that's fine with me. That gives enough. I'm glad that they're preparing and thinking ahead. Um, I just hope that they get the characters right, and I still don't know where the hell Barbara Gordon is. So. Yeah, I mean that's a
2: great question. I. Don't, I, I hope Barbara doesn't become Waldo in this female universe that they're building to where we're just constantly like, where's, where's Barbara? Like, how are you still doing these and there's no Barbara? Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, who knows? Maybe DC is doing the one thing we've been wishing for them to do, and it's hiding. Like, maybe they're hiding Barbara Gordon, and then we see her or hear mention of her in that sense. So who, who knows? But uh Nick what what are your thoughts on what seems to be a continuity building with the uh the female characters.
4: Yeah, I mean it is uh in a sense, but I I feel like and we'll get to this. Maybe maybe a little continuity but not focusing solely on continuity. Um, because it, it, it is continuity in the sense that they're going to be tying together these characters, but these are going to be like Harley Quinn's little pocket of characters is from, from what I gather. Um, yeah. So in that sense, I don't think it's, it's, it's not the same as trying to, to build, to make big justice league movies. You know, it's, it's a little different than that. Um, but as far as, you know, what they're doing again, I just, it goes back to this, like, Show me a good movie, and I'll go see it, and I'll like it. Like, give me Aquaman, we're cool. Give me Suicide Squad, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to be as keen on it. So, like, you know, I mean, I I, I think if Birds of Prey is good, um, then they'll probably do that, like, and that makes sense. Like, if Birds of Prey is good, then you can develop Gotham City Sirens, um, and then you can culminate that into what, what I guess it would be BBG, Um, not to be confused with BVS or BFG um, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah I mean I I, I can see why they would want to maybe capitalize on that Um, so yeah I mean I'm cool with it I think uh, again the biggest thing just give us good movies and it doesn't matter exactly what your continuity angle is or anything else like if you give us a good movie um, something that you can build with that's great, and it sounds to me like you know we'll probably get an Aquaman trilogy we'll, we'll you know we'll probably get um uh a Batman trilogy at some point um so this is gonna be the the kind of super heroine versus super villain female um trilogy that they're trying to develop, and that makes sense
2: i I think when when I say the essence of confused, what's confusing is. If this does happen, that would make this, as you just said, a trilogy. The problem I have is it's not been announced. <laughs> Any of what we've had so far um, is a definitive tri- trilogy outside of Wonder Woman. That's um, a whole other story, though. That's a oh, whole absolutely. another Warner Brothers story. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I think what's confusing me the most is like, I'm like, okay, even to the point that you just made. Take the first one. If it's good, cool. Make another one. That's good. Make another one. Um, well, we live in a world where it's like it doesn't really have to be that good, and we can still get another one. But just make it enjoyable. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things where it's like, my biggest problem with Warner Brothers, as, as Dane uh, has alluded to in the past, they have a real big issue with announcing a lot of things, and then some of it doesn't pan out. Just let this, this movie hasn't even started filming yet. Let this movie come out. And then you could come out and give us a whole slate if you want to, but let's just let's let's let one thing go before the other. Sure, um, but this wasn't like, an
4: announcement, right? This is another. No,
3: one. No, no, this is, no, a, this is no, a rumor. No, no, no.
2: this is yeah. not an announcement.
4: No, 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 not at all.
2: Um, yes, yeah, thank you for for making that point. But, a lot of people would have but, thought it was an announcement.
4: Right, but your your point still stands in that you know. I, Disney manages to have almost no leaks, and Warner Brothers has a leak twice a week. <laughs> so, exactly,
2: and, and to me, it's like even if you do have these leaks, my only issue is that Trump they never, out. right? They never come mm-hmm. out and just go. I don't know where you guys heard that from, but no, that's not true. Like we're focusing on this movie right now, and then we're open to doing other things. Like they're just like, no, go ahead, go ahead and assume. Sure, yeah, cool, okay. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? But anyway, Joel, before I get into what confuses me about Warner Brothers, what are your thoughts on the possible development of a trio of Harley Quinn-led films, starting with Birds of Prey, Gotham City Sirens, and then a Birds of Prey first Gotham City Sirens?
3: Well, um am totally fine with that. I don't think many people would have issues with this. <laughs> um, and like Dane said, like this is kind of what I wanted from the beginning, but with. Um, would, well, the the ending of this trilogy was probably what I expected from the beginning, like the signs versus uh, the, the, the birds of prey, but whatever. If, we, if it becomes a trilogy, I'm totally fine with that. Look, we've known for a while now that they wanted to do more than just another, like, just another film with Harley Quinn. There was a lot of Harley Quinn-esque movies. There was a Harley Joker movie at one point. There was the Harley uh, in Suicide Squad 2. Um, there's a whole bunch of weird Harley movies, but this is just part of that, and I think it's just been apparently, it looks like it's just been narrowed down to like maybe these. this is the direction we're going, because now Birds of Prey became a thing, because initially it was siren. That didn't work out. It became Birds of Prey. And now it looks like because of how much they enjoyed what they're doing with Birds of Prey, they want to they stick to this and go forward with that. So it looks like the Harley Quinn pocket uh, of the Warner Brothers DC movies will probably end up going in this direction if Birds of Prey does well. At, at least that's how I'm looking at it. And, yes, yeah. that is continuity, and I don't think continuity is going to go the way of the dinosaur. I just don't think it's going to, every movie is going to lead to another movie. Like if you have to watch the last Marvel movie to watch this Marvel, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be like, watch, like reading a comic book. You can read Batman, you can read Superman, you can read Superman, and those comics don't have nothing to do with the Justice League movie that might come out in the future it's just how it might be that just seems like what's going to happen and harley this is her part of that universe uh unless they say otherwise like with this joker movie being in a different like brand like it's going to kind of be its own pocket thing unless they say that to me it's all continuity to me it's all in the same universe they don't have to necessarily say it unless it's of course an elseworld type of story but if it's all taking place the same planet I think we're all smart enough to believe that there's a possibility for, for crossover in the future, but right now they're just focusing on just making good movies. And so far, Birds of Prey sounds good. I'm, I'm just am I'm waiting for them leaks to come out because I really want to see what they look like at this point. But I'm really excited to see how this Birds of Prey movie goes. I'm liking everything I'm hearing. I just I can't wait to see this go forward. But you know,
4: right now it's all
3: talk until you know this movie does well. Movie has to be good if we're going to see more.
4: What I'm enough, interested is like what are they gonna do with Suicide Squad Two? Like well, I, I mean obviously say, Carly well, broke that's it out rumor. afterwards. I was about to say they they
2: yeah, did
4: uh,
2: come out with news that um well let me not say news, with rumor,
3: rumor. <laughs> that
2: if these projects with Harley Quinn are happening, she would then be absent from Suicide Squad Two.
3: Yeah. Um
2: right. which to me I'm fine with Joelle's brought this up numerous times. I am okay with the Suicide Squad 2 movie not being the same characters that we had in the first one. Like, I am completely okay with the idea of maybe one or two people being right. um, being exactly. brought over, but the team being new. Um, I'm completely fine with that. And yeah. rumors run run if the rumor are that...
1: Go ahead, Dave. Like with, within the comics, Joel, I mean I think Deadshot was the only one that really usually was on every single team and sometimes I'm sure yeah. he wasn't, but I'm just saying the boomerang majority was of, the there time. Most of the time. But okay, yeah. it, was, so just it was keep keep the two basically keep the two yeah. characters that did the best besides Harley Quinn with Will Smith's yeah. Deadshot and uh Jack Courtney's yep. uh, boomerang and just it. Yeah, that would be correct. Yeah.
3: Deadshot has probably the most uh has the most uh, ca- tenure with the Suicide Squad.
4: Yeah. I will say And there's plenty of people for them to choose from. Hell oh, yeah. Like give me it's Bronze a whole Tiger, letter. damn it. <laughs> it's <a whole> <laughs> I want of King Faraday, man. I I think like hey, Rick Flag man, and, never know. and what's her and Enchantress, not no longer Enchantress, can be off, you know, wherever and, and give us King their Faraday thing? as our new leader. Just like give us somebody new like
2: <laughs> I, I, I just wasn't a
4: huge of, fan of, of Rick Flagg in that movie. Like Joel Kinnaman, I like Joel Kinnaman. Um I thought he was I've seen roles where I thought he was great, especially The Killing on Netflix, which I highly recommend, but just that particular role, I wasn't thrilled.
2: I will say, to go through uh, what Dan was saying earlier about seeing Keanu Reeves and something else, if they don't go forward with Will Smith, and I'm not saying that there's any indication that they are not, I'm not saying that, but if things do not work out and Will Smith is not brought back for Deadshot, Keanu Reeves or Ben Barnes, I would love to see either one of those guys take on Deadshot. I think um, I think what we've seen from them so far in, in their action portrayals, uh, they both would do a really good job uh, being being Deadshot. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'd be totally fine with either one of those guys. I think Keanu Reeves would bring something super freaking cool uh, to Deadshot, mainly because if, when you watch John Wick, you kind of get that feel of someone who's lost everything. He, you know, his wife died. Um, you know, someone kind of trying to fight to keep himself going. Deadshot not being able to have his daughter fighting to stay alive for her, to get back to her. Keanu Reeves, I think, could definitely pull that off. And Ben Barnes, which you kind of got from him in Season 1 of The Punisher, um, I think he could definitely pull off uh, being Deadshot. So those two guys, I would love to see either one of them take on Deadshot. Again, if Will Smith does not come back, because we haven't heard anything about his contract or if you know, he's even being mentioned uh, to come back at all. Um, so we we got to wait and see
4: Man. what James Gunn decides
2: to do with that. Yeah. Well, and we got the report the gun was
4: going to shake things up and possibly have like a whole new cast of characters type of situation. Right. Right. So maybe right. Deadshot's just not in it. You know, I mean, and, yeah. and if you were going to have someone in charge of trying to um, carry on this this uh, the, the Suicide Squad brand. Um, and not get your best two characters back. Um, I would probably tr- trust James Gunn over just about anybody else to be able to pull it off. Yes, yeah, I will
2: say though, he does need a strong character. Notice I didn't yeah. say actor. A strong character to lead King that event. Um So if you're That's not going true. with, if you're not going with a top notch actor, you need a strong character to lead it. Because um, non-comic book fans could care less, but us comic book fans, we don't want King Shark being the guy that's <laughs> that's leading that team. Like, no, I need a strong no. character, whether it be Deathstroke or whoever, um, to to lead that team. That that's all I'm saying. So as long as James, hey, what about that formula? I'm fine. How
1: about how about Keanu Reeves as King Faraday? Yes. Hey,
4: there you yes. go. Yes.
1: Hey, what well, problem I can solve, dude? He doesn't, he doesn't uh, have silver hair, but who gives a shit, I mean, at this point?
3: Yeah,
4: Just
2: fucking,
1: I mean, you know. Yeah? Oh, nothing Yeah, yeah idea, well, Flash have one hair. We've been over this. It is what it is. Like, you know,
4: like, it, I, I would be totally down, but I love that idea, Dave.
2: I also want, I also want, and the idea of him switching up the, the possible cast and everything, what I like about that is, what I thought the first one lacked is, when you read the Suicide Squad comic, it, it always gives you a feel of anyone could die at any, at any moment. That's what the whole mm-hmm. term Suicide Squad means. In the right. first one, you were like, they're not killing off Will Smith. They're not killing off Margot Rock. You know, like, you could really deduce, like, all right, some of these characters just aren't going to die because of their, right. their popularity. So if you go with, mm-hmm. I'm not saying no names, but lesser names, we could then go into that movie going, they could probably kill off like three or four of these guys. <laughs> like you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's um, true. We need some
3: jobbers. I, I
2: want that feel back. Right, exactly. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I think that's
3: has jobbers. <laughs> I mean exactly. If you think
2: about it, if you if you have the team led by Slade Wilson, we know he's not going to die. But it could be up for grabs for everybody else. Like you could have the movie end with there being three remaining people and then Amanda uh, uh, tells Slade Waller. to kill the last three of them. So it's like, you know, you could always have that feel to where Slate should be the only one that's out of that movie, but that's the point of the Suicide Squad.
1: Like, the point Can we get is, Deathstroke you... in this fucking movie? Like, seriously? I just desperately
2: like, want, in... want it, man. Whether you the villain or the leader, I want it.
1: Even if but, you have um... to recast him, if he's got other shit now or something like that, I want Deathstroke in a damn movie, and I want him in a Suicide Squad, a Teen Titans, or a Batman movie. Those, those make the most I sense. I agree.
2: I, yeah. I completely agree with you, man. I wouldn't necessarily want
4: down. him as a part of the Suicide Squad, though. Um, yeah, opposing, I, like, villains. Yeah. The, yeah yes. I'd be down um, definitely for I that. I think would make more sense. I mean, I, y'all know my whole idea uh, how I've charted out how to do, how they should have done Suicide Squad, which they totally could do for a sequel. Um, and, like, it, he would be a main player in that. Um, and it would be, mm. I think, that would, that would work well. And, you know, you could totally set it up where instead of, like, um, like him getting, you know, killed or escaping or whatever, he gets captured, and so at the end, you know, the maybe the the mid credit scene is Amanda Waller sitting down with him, like, you have two options here. <laughs> and then you could set him up being part of the Suicide Squad.
2: That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. But he's always been her, her right-hand man. So at some point, if you're going to continue the Suicide Squad, he has to pop up at some point. Um, it, it just makes sense. Um, yeah. but, all right, let's move on. We got another somewhat big, DC topic, Um, and it's apparently Warner Brothers and DC are looking to take a step back from a shared universe. Um, This, again, is not official from Warner Brothers. This is a rumor. They are trying to take a step back from the shared universe. This is somewhat obvious. I mean, I think what a lot of people get confused, and Joel had to school me on this, a lot of people get confused just because, like, you watch the Shazam trailer and it shows Superman in a newspaper or the battery. That does not mean that you have to watch any of the, any of the last uh, DC movies to get uh, Shazam. Like that, that does not mean that you can't have Easter eggs and stuff in movies. It just means like you don't have to watch the last one to understand any of the ones that come after. Um, So it's in a sense of they don't necessarily have to be directly connected. Like Wonder Woman was loosely connected. You only had the, the brief mention of Bruce Wayne at the beginning. Um, to mm-hmm. let you know, like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So that's what I think they're trying to focus on. Aquaman, too. All you had was the mention of um, the villain from the Justice League movie Steppenwolf. Thank you. Uh, and that was, boom, your connection to Justice Board League. Or to be Wild uh, Yep. Right. Joao, I'll go to you first. What are your thoughts on DC uh, and Warner Brothers possibly taking a step back from the idea of uh, a shared universe?
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of just talked about it during the Harley thing, but I do believe it's a smart play to just gather yourself and you know figure it out what you're gonna do. If you do a big crossover, make it make make it mean something, where you don't just hodgepodge everybody together without any. You know, a lot of people don't know the characters like we know the characters like Justice League. I still enjoyed seeing the Justice thing together because I've always wanted to see the Justice thing together, but I'll always feel like it was incomplete because there was no Green Lantern. Why? Because you didn't have enough time to introduce one. You know, It just it, it takes time to do that, to, to do a crossover. But if you focus on these movies, and you don't have to say that they're all stand, like in a different... They're all Elseworld movies. They all do their own thing. No, you don't have to do that. They can all be in continuity without actually referencing each other. Like, you can watch these movies without... Needing to watch any of them, you can watch every indi- every movie individually, and that one day if there is a crossover, a lot of people will have a reference to go back and watch those other movies, and it could be a big event. Maybe it's a flashpoint or or, or crisis movie, or whatever the fuck they want to do in the future. But you have to, they have to work their way back into that because right now they're coming from a low. I mean, Aquaman is a good starting point to come back to it, but. And not every- every movie that might come out may not show up in a Justice League movie or whatever crossover movie they want to do it's maybe it's specific characters and it's just it's just something they have to grow towards again and and continuity is something they they should probably earn at this point and focus on doing the movies and letting directors have control over their movies
2: right, and I do want to add uh because I think this is something a lot of people are under the uh the mindset of uh, continuity or shared universe is not what DC was at. You know, is, is where they went wrong. In like you wanting no. to make these movies connect was not the issue. These movies being nope. bad was the issue. I don't want Studio involvement, right? Yeah. Metal thinking or like, didn't oh,
4: putting Zack Snyder in right, charge
2: for sure. What I hear a lot is a lot of people going, "Stop trying to grab in on that Marvel magic." Like, no, 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 no. Shared universe can exist. Like people can do shared universe. It's just can you do it as well, and most importantly, as consistently. Like, um, right. you know, if if these movies were good, I don't think we'd be having this this conversation. I think the the problem was they started getting bad, um, and it was just like these were really bad, and it wasn't because they connected. Like, I'm sure if you told someone years ago, like, hey, there's going to be a movie with Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, you would go, man, that movie's going to be big, it's going to be good. Hell yeah. I don't think anyone would have walked out of that movie going, this wasn't really all that good. So my point is, it's not that they connect, it's that they're not done well. Start there. Um, That's what I'm saying the issue is is at this point, is that they have to all be good. Um, But, Dane, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts on DC wanting to take a step back? From the shared universe.
1: Uh, I think they need to stop listening to our show because we've been saying this like a million fucking times. I mean, just don't put so much thought into the overall shared concept that Marvel has done. Try to make the movies stand by themselves, be good movies, and, you know, go with them uh, in the future. But, I mean, all Toby Emmerich, chairman of uh, Warner Brothers, said was, we are far less focus on a shared universe. We take it one movie at a time. Each movie right. is its own equation and own creative en- entity. Um, that doesn't mean necessarily we're not going to get a Justice League movie with a lot of characters right. teaming up. We just might not right. have a movie explaining why they teamed up in the first place. They'll just be there and just working on something, which we all know, uh, and I think Joel kind of alluded to, I mean, that's the comic books. You know, They don't have to directly connect. There's no, like, layers that forces it. Marvel's been able to do it, great. If DC has to just, all right, all of them are together, there's this threat, and they're making a Justice League movie, great. I would keep try to keep most of the same actors throughout each movie. And yeah. But if you want to do something different, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited, you know, I, I don't know if they're true, but I'm really warming up about, uh, you know, Jack O'Connell, or is it Jack O'Connell? Yeah, Jack O'Connell possibly Jack, Jack O'Connell. playing Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being Batman throughout some movies and just trying that. And if you just want to stick him in there, age him up or something, and just say screw it or keep him in the suit, I don't care. As long as they make good movies is what you were saying, Juwan. And that's the thing. And, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I love Zack Snyder, but I'm I'm sick of – it's like Groundhog's Day. It's like he'll come out and just make an announcement of, like, what he was going to do with the DC movies and goes back into his house. Like, I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> I'm glad that you're not doing them. And I know there was a lot of involvement and a lot of tampering from Warner Bros., but at the same time, it's like, let's just worry about taking these characters and making good movies. That shouldn't be a hard thing, and go from there.
0: Yeah,
2: and what's funny is DC saying this, like for anyone who's trying to make a big deal out of it, what I find funny about it is what they're talking about is exactly what Kevin Feige said he wants to do with the, the Marvel Universe going forward. He doesn't want them to all each have to like, you watch Black Panther, and Very it's like, true. wait, like, wait, mm-hmm, Infinity Wars now. Like, did, did I have to watch Black Panther to understand Infinity Wars? So he's saying, right. I want to do a universe to where it's just this movie, that movie, team-up. This movie, that movie, team-up. You don't need to watch everything to get the team-up. Just watch the team-up. Um, so it, it's like, it's not a big deal that DC wants to do this. It, it kind of just makes sense. And we've been preaching this for only God knows how long. Just make really good movies. And then, boom, team-up movie. Simple. It's, it's literally just that simple. So to anyone who's going like, oh, man, do you see that? It, no, this is nothing crazy. This is nothing obscene. Marvel and Kevin Feige is, are saying they want to do the exact thing. They just want movies to stand on their own. So all these people who aren't comic book fans can go, oh, I don't have to watch that? Cool, because there's been like 30 of those Marvel movies. I don't want to have to start that Iron Man. So I mean, that, that's and the idea of what Kevin
1: Feige is trying to trying to cook up. But go ahead, I'm sorry, Dan. No, no, no. And 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 think about this. Do you know? How, and I can completely understand Kevin Feige because you know how like exhausting and just like a pain in the ass as trying to be storytellers and trying to make sure that every movie has a hint of what's to come as in an overall storyline. Like that's that's a task, and that's that's a reason why I think he's a genius and his team are great. But. You know, it's very daunting, and it it seems like if you don't try to just encompass that, you can actually be able to perform better storytelling to an extent. So with DC, that's maybe what they should work on, but still, like we keep on saying, their biggest thing is having good movies, and they have a couple good ones. I think I can talk about three with Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman that really stand out, but they have to keep on doing that track record. You know, a lot of the problems weren't about anything besides the movies themselves, so it doesn't matter if we're talking about continuity, if they suck. (laughs) Right,
2: exactly. Uh, Nick, Nick, what are your thoughts on DC uh, wanting to take a step back from the shared universe, and then just your thoughts on everything me, Dane, and and Joao have been saying? I mean, it basically makes sense.
4: I mean, I'm with all of you guys. It's what they should have been doing from the beginning, Um, and that's what we all thought they should have been doing from the beginning. We, like, regardless of how we felt about um, BVS or Justice League or, you know, any of the the movies, we all basically said, like, look, this is going to be a fucking kind of daunting task, you know? Like, how are you going to tie all of this together quickly enough when you haven't established your universe well enough yet? I mean, Marvel took five movies before they built up to the Avengers, um Mm -hmm. four of their main characters all had um at least one solo movie and two of their secondary well i guess three if you include nick fury um but their other three secondary characters all were um at least in one of those movies um and played a part in them and so they they incorporated them but they they had this this structure and this kind of slow build. And that is basically what, what DC just, just didn't do. Um, they were like, we're going to, in, after our Superman movie, uh, instead of just making like a Batman movie and then doing Wonder Woman and then doing BBS, like, which is probably the direction they should have gone. Um, they we're like, we're just going to do BBS and, you know, throw all this shit together. And it's just really hard. It's really hard to tie in, like, all of those things and try to introduce all of these characters. Um, not only characters we got on screen, but, of course, with the little email and all that shit. Um, it, it's just daunting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think they should uh, – not try so hard to have this this whole continuity thing. Have little bits and pieces of it here and there. Like, for instance, at the end of uh, The Incredible Hulk, you know, you have Robert Downey Jr. walking to the bar with Thunderbolt Ross. And then that, that never even really went anywhere, um, but it, like, kind of established, like, hey, like, this is, the, the, these are happening in the same universe type of deal. And it was just, like, a little nugget, but, like, other than that, like there was like zero, like uh, like story continuity that they were trying to worry about, um, and I, I mean I think that's smart. I think that's the direction they should have gone from the beginning. I think it's definitely the direction they should take now. And um, like Joelle said, they're still all existing in the same universe, and they can it can all culminate into um, something as needed. Um, I think the best example in Marvel for that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you had two Guardians of the Galaxy movies that had absolutely no tie. Um, short of, I guess, the Collector being a character shared between that movie and a, a post credit scene from Thor, well, the, um, the in Dark Thanos. World. Um, sh- sure, yeah, Thanos, um with Ronan, um, yeah, that, I mean that would be like a, a, a slight connection, but like only a little bit because Thanos, it, again, Thanos and the Collector had really like no significant role in any of the previously established movies. Um, so like your my point is you you take those two movies and then you throw them into the, a situation in Infinity War. And then you just make a story that makes it acceptable that they're involved in that um, that plot. And, you know, it's it you can do it. You don't have to constantly be working to tie everything together. Um, I think if you work too hard at it, which is kind of one of the pitfalls that, that Snyder, you know, fell into, um, it, it, it can be disruptive to what your overall goal is. And so I think they're smart to kind of focus a little bit more on um, – yeah, you know their their solo stories and 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 figuring all that out. And when a story presents itself that's worth being told, and they can you know figure out where their all of their characters are and have ended up, then they can utilize that and and bring them all together, um, you know, as needed.
2: The moral of all of our stories is if DC just continue to make really good movies, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Let's move on to something else that I think is, is pretty big coming out of uh, the land of D.C., but not D.C. directly. Uh, apparently, Christopher McQuarrie uh, has signed back on to write and direct the next two Mission Impossible films coming out in summer 2021 and 2022. Uh, if Tom Cruise can keep these going, John Wick, again, keep those going. But the point of this is two-sided. One, um, your thoughts on the Mission Impossible films continuing uh, with Christopher coming back, and two, apparently there was a rumor that he had signed back on in spite of doing a DC project. He has come out, I believe, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, saying that that is not true. Um,
1: also, there's been right. a leak.
2: Uh, there's been a leak flying around that he could possibly be attached to Green Lantern. Um, again, rumors. None of this is is, is official except for him coming back to do these Mission Impossible movies. So, Joelle, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on him coming back to do the Mission Impossible film and um, the idea that this could mean that he will not be doing uh, any DC movies anytime soon?
3: Well, I mean, I'm excited to hear that he's still attached to do more Mission Impossible movies. I am just and I believe they're going to be filmed back to back. So I'm like, I was shocked because I'm like, wow, he's going to come back not just for one, but for two. Uh, I'm not sure if this means this is probably the end of uh, Tom Cruise's uh, time as um, in Mission Impossible. I really don't know, uh, and I don't know if I really want to see that either. But uh, but at the same time, he is getting old, <laughs> and I can see that uh, this maybe is his final hurrah and getting two movies in it right out the bat and with the director he's obviously really comfortable with. Um, and they could probably film that in a year, all that. And obviously like what the Russos did with the, uh, well, what, what Infinity War and Endgame film that all in a year and obviously release them in in two subsequent years. But I just think, and that, and, and some people say, Hey, that means that his time, you know, possibly directing a DC movie is up. But I'm like, not necessarily. Um, That's not necessarily the case, and he's obviously had discussions, and they looked at him, and I think that's still a possibility in the future for one of those movies, whether it's the Green Lantern Corps or a Superman movie or something. I don't know, Um, and I don't, you know, it's not a rush. He's obviously going to be busy for the next year or two, so, but because he's doing them back to back, I think if anything, it opens him up within in, in in two years to do something in the future.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, everyone connected him to Man of Steel, uh, Man of Steel sequel. So right. the reason why I think if you connect him to that movie, that this news has nothing, you know, that this news doesn't stop anything is because, one, we don't even know who our Superman is. That's one. Two, there's been absolutely no mention of Warner yeah. Brothers wanting to do a Man of Steel Superman 2 movie, movie at this moment. So right. let's not forget, we're in 2019. So 2021, 2022 is not that far. So if we don't hear anything about Man of Steel by the end of this year, early, early next year, it's probably something they're in absolutely no rush to give us. So, I mean, right. if that's the case, then he still has plenty enough time to do it. Uh, and Henry Cavill is busy at this particular moment right now. So if Henry Cavill was going to be Superman, that's not even happening right now. So it's like it it doesn't really stop him from doing anything DC because outside of Harley Quinn, Batman, and, um, you know, this Wonder Woman movie, there's not really much that they've really been giving us that's actually happening. Like, boom, here's dates, here's a director. So it's like Warner Brothers is moving at a very snail pace, PC. So this doesn't stop him from anything. Um, But, Nick, I'm going to go to you next. What are your thoughts on Christopher coming back to do the two Mission Impossible films, writing and directing it, and do you think that that gets in the way of any DC project?
4: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think he really cares, <laughs> honestly. Um, you don't? I, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, I just... I don't... I, I think you'd have to find the right project for him. Um, I think you would... Like, honestly, I honestly think, like, a Suicide Squad-esque type project would be more suited to his skill set. Um, but... I, yeah i I don't think it's getting in the way of anything that that he necessarily wanted to do um that you know just wasn't signed off on or whatever um but you know i I like the fact that he's gonna do two more of these movies i I will put a slight caveat on that in that I really want to see him like do an original movie <laughs> um like i mean he wrote the usual suspects which is you know, one of the greatest uh, kind of um, fuck you moments at the end of a movie ever. Um, Like, a great suspense movie. Um, And he wrote and directed The Way of the Gun, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, So, I mean, I I would like to see him, like, write and direct, like, his own story. Um, But that being said, he has been the biggest reason in my opinion why the Mission Impossible franchise has stayed as relevant as it is, uh having done the last two and or maybe the last three, but definitely the last two. And um you know, I mean I, I, I think them it's very smart on them signing him on to do the next two. Um and yeah, I mean it makes sense. It really does. He he um Really seems to get along with Tom Cruise because um, the other movie that he did, I, I, honestly, I want to say it was the um, it was the Live Die Repeat movie, um, which I forget the fucking name of that movie, but that was like the tagline for it. Um, yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. he did that movie, um, and you know that had uh, Tom Cruise. So obviously, um, you know he, he's got a very good working relationship with him. Uh so you know with with that in mind uh Edge I mean, I think it's Edge of Tomorrow right. thank you thank you yeah. Um so yeah I mean he he was the writer of that movie and directed that movie as well So um yeah I mean I, I, he's obviously he he's kind of tied with Tom Cruise uh for the last few movies that um that he's done uh and so you know I mean it it makes sense they seem to get along they seem to make you know pretty good movies together um, I, I will say this: I'm, I'm more excited with you know seeing where they take the Edge of Tomorrow sequel. <laughs> honestly, yeah, um, what happened to it? <laughs> yeah, like I mean that was supposed to happen. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's still happening or or what. But like, um, but yeah, I, I, I uh, nevertheless I, I will be uh, looking forward to to seeing you know what he does. Uh, with, you know, the, the Ethan Hunt character and, and you know, where he takes it after Fallout.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think my biggest question is, is Jeremy Renner, uh, Renner coming back? That That's one of my biggest questions heading into this next one because uh, I definitely missed him in the last one. Um, so James, what are your thoughts on Christopher being back to do the two Mission Impossible? And do you think it affects anything, D.C.? Because I believe Christopher did say he would like to do he would have liked to have done a Superman movie if DC had called him. Um,
1: yeah, he I did mean, say you know, something like that.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, that's definitely something he wanted to do. So I doubt that – I doubt he did this. Because um, to me, I find it hard to believe that if DC was like, hey, man, you want to do a superhero, uh, Superman movie, I doubt he would have been like, nah, man, I kind of want to stay and do these two Mission Impossible movies. So I think it was just a phone call that was never made, so he's just like, well, the beat must go on, so I'll do, you know, these two Mission Impossible movies. So obviously DC has had no interest in the project that he is most interested in, which is Superman, and they could care less about Superman at this point
1: i ever since you said something about John Wick and this. Now I'm thinking about you know how long Ethan Hunt could keep himself alive in a movie with John Wick trying to you know hunt him down and kill him. Um, but yeah, with Christopher McQuarrie, you know he is a very hot director. Um, I do uh, I like the fact that he's doing some more Mission Impossible movies. Um, glad he has a good relationship with Tom Cruise, uh, but I kind of like the original projects uh, aspect that Nick was saying. And um, I don't know, uh, with the whole keeping him busy, can't do a DC movie, I mean, I'm sure that that's there, and I'm sure that that would hold him up, and whether or not he would be excited to do that, if he just said that comment, you know, because maybe him and Henry Cavill were talking about it, presented something to Warner Brothers and got turned down, so now he's not really, you know, I don't know exactly what happened, but... Um, As a director, I'm going to be excited if he's a part of a project, regardless. If it's Mission Impossible, if he has something original, or if he is attached to, say, a Man of Steel with Henry Cavill, or, say, a Green Lantern with Tom Cruise, I'm excited about that, uh, because he's a good director. Um, I I think scheduling-wise, that would be very hard to pull off, but it depends on how long until they want to introduce a Green Lantern movie or a Superman movie or whatever movie to have him a part of it. So it's a lot of you know, uh, theories based on nothing. Uh, but the Mission Impossible aspect, yeah, I'm very happy he's coming back to direct.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Ethan Hunt is. I, I guess Mission Impossible is looking to keep up with Fast and Furious. I mean, that that's the only thing I could think of. Like, I mean, sure, could the story continue? Yes. I mean, was the last was the last handful of these really good? Yeah. But at some point, it's just like. Ethan Hunt has the age, like, I mean, these assassins seem to get younger, so it's like, at some point, someone has to catch Ethan Hunt slipping. Henry Cavill almost did, almost. And speaking of Henry Cavill and the Christopher uh, connection, apparently, um, Henry Cavill is being rumored to possibly come back in what possible way, I, I don't know, but that rumor is out there for the next Mission Impossible movie that he's rumored to return. So if that does happen... The, the fanboys wanting Christopher to direct Henry in the Superman movie were only further at that point. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk very quickly. I want the response to be very quickly for these guys. Um, apparently, Ava DuVernay, uh, her, the plot uh, rumored for her New Gods movie is to feature Mr. Miracle. Uh, Joel, there was another name attached to it. It was Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. Is, is that who it was?
3: Yeah, Big Barda and Mr. Yeah. Miracle. Big Barda's a girl. Right,
2: right. Um, so I'll go to you first, all, What are your thoughts on that? And is it a must for that movie to have Dark Side?
3: I would, I would prefer it, yeah. I mean, if, if, for New Gods, it, yeah, I want to see Dark Side, Apocalypse, the New Gods themselves, not just uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. And, of course, uh, Granny Goodness and her fury. There's a lot of things I want to see. It's a New Gods movie. Uh, and I'm old, I'm so down. It seems like that she's been teasing that for a while, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how they present the new gods on, on the big screen.
2: I'm I'm really interested in, in it too. I did not like her last movie, but I'm really interested to see what she's able to do with new gods. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts on Ava DuVernay's new gods plot rumored to feature Mr. Miracle and Big Barda?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean those are obviously two of the the big. Uh, members of the New Gods of of that comic Mm -hmm. series so I mean that's you know kind of a no brainer Um, but I'm with Joel and I think Darkseid not only it's important for him to be a part of that um, a part of that movie um, just for the storyline and and to kind of keep true to the comics but again like Mm -hmm. that's how you can set up Darkseid like you don't have to have all of these different crossover shit you set up Darkseid and New Gods and then when you bring him into the fold later on you don't have to have like some some crazy explanation. Like you you already have seen him. You already kind of have some motivation for him. Um, it just helps with their world building um, and it, it helps with not having um, to focus so much on um, on one character uh, when you're trying to tell a big story like a like a team up movie
2: would. Yeah, and as far as dark side, just uh, Elba is looking for work. So just throwing that out to Ava. Uh, Dave, um, what are your thoughts on Ava Duvernay's New God's plot Rumor to feature Mr. Miracle and Big Barda?
1: Well I well I would hope so, you know. I mean <laughs> if 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 they didn't that would be uh, you know, kind of aggravating, honestly. But um People. Yeah, I'm 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 excited uh, about Darkseid. That's another thing. It's like, well, if you do a movie about heaven and hell fighting, you gotta have the devil in it. So, uh, Darkseid's definitely right. gonna be a part of this with Apocalypse and all of his control and shit. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, so just next time when they give me like some news, don't tell me something that I expect. Anyways, I guess. Very true.
2: Uh, one hot <laughs> rumor that I just got that I want to throw out very quickly, so I'm going to be very quick with this, guys. Just heard a whisper through the grapevine, New Mutants will be delayed again. Fox and Boone are really struggling coming to terms on a comprehensible finished product. They're looking to release in early November, but Fox is toying with a Hulu release in October for, for New Mutants. They're trying to decide which method would have a more returnable value for an otherwise dead-on-arrival film. Very quickly, Oof. give me your responses on, on that heartbreaking news. Nick, since you said something first, I'll go to you. What are your thoughts hey, yeah. on the of New Mutants being a Hulu release?
4: I, hey, that might be smart. I mean, the, the Cloverfield uh, Paradox got it right to, to release it and just had a brilliant marketing campaign and probably made way more money off that than if they'd released it in theaters. Sometimes that's the way to go. Look at something like Bird Box, man. Not a particularly great movie. But the hype for it and everything else made a lot of money, so maybe that's that's a smarter direction to go.
2: I'm just saying. Maybe it is, because if you delay it for another year, the, the, the whole interest in that will die. Dane, what do you think? And thoughts? you might not ever get it. Absolutely. But, yeah,
1: that's I I I agree with everything that, you know, you guys just said. Um if that's what you can do to get it out, I'd rather be able to see it personally. And I think there will be a fan base that will see it. And uh sucks that, you know, it sounds like Disney's kind of uh, cock blocking, um Fox, kind of the way that Netflix is with them, with the uh, Netflix characters. So, man, everyone's a dick. Oh, their business is weird. Yes, cock out here. Joe, what do you thought?
3: Yeah, man, I mean, if that's the case, I just bring it out on Hulu. I have Hulu. I can watch it right now. If you put it out right now, I'll watch it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Um, me too. Just send it to us. That's what it is, you know? Yeah. It is what it it is. Just release
2: what you have so far. Just release what you have so far. We'll watch it I'll take what you got. Right. I'll tell you if it was
3: good or not. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: That's how we want to consume movies now. But um, thank you guys so much. Nick, Dane, Joel. We had an amazing show. Um, I do want to say stay tuned. We have possible interviews. Um, with Sam Liu, the director for numerous animated films like The Dark Knight Return, uh, Batman, um, uh, Under the Red Hood, all those great animated films. We might have that interview coming. Also, me and Joelle are working a press junket for Superman and Reign of the the Superman. Um, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that. We'll be interviewing a whole bunch of awesome people, Tony Todd, Jeremy uh, what is it? O'Connell, um, the voice of Superman, yeah, yeah. just so many great people. Okay. Uh, So stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for we will be having a Punisher review um, for you to listen to, not read, at some point, I promise you. Um, But otherwise, stay tuned for Top 10, uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, and Folklore Press. And we will see you same time, same place, next week. Peace. Peace.
1: Peace. Afternoon to life.
0: Say goodbye